This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give to you, and you may enjoy them on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, so of course, so we can talk to you about whatever happens to be on your mind. That is the point of the program. And we'll take your calls at 855-450-FREE. There's a lot in the news, including uh, some outrageous stuff happening in Russia, uh, as well as a heroic pirate radio station operating out in the open. Uh, But first, we go to the phones, and we'll go to you and your thoughts. Actually, special guest is on the line here to start things out tonight. The Derek J, as in our Derek J here from uh, Free Talk Live, formerly on Tuesday nights, now in the middle of his exile tour as his uh, he's facing something like hundreds of days in jail if he gets arrested again in New Hampshire. Uh, for those of you who don't know Derek J, uh, he is an activist who moved up here as part of the Free State Project, moved up to New Hampshire from his home of South Jersey slash Philly, and uh, pro- just proceeded to jump right into the deep end of uh, of getting active in a way that he hadn't been, sure did yeah that he hadn't been able to down in uh, w- you know where he's from because just didn't have the activist network to back him up down there but he did here and ended up getting in deeper than I think he expected to and that's part of what uh, is chronicled the uh, the first year of his life here in Keene uh, is chronicled in Derek J's victimless crime spree and so Derek you're on the line with us uh, not just to talk about the movie that's going to be released tonight at midnight Eastern, but also to update us on your situation because you began your exile tour two weeks ago. How's it been going? Hey, it's so good to be with you all, Ian, Julia, and Mark. And yes, uh, well, the exile tour hasn't officially kicked off until August 18th. Oh. It will launch when the um, Lemonade Freedom Day starts. That's uh, that's the day I'm going to use to to launch it all off because that's a really exciting day. That's going to be happening in DC. Now, is and that the 18th? Can, that's August 18th. August 18th. Folks can learn more about that. Now, aren't you going to be in New Hampshire on August 18th? No, not not August 18th. I won't be able to be there. Oh, uh, we need to we need to talk then because I was just talking with a movie theater about premiering your movie on August 18th. No, the 11th. I thought we talked about, Uh-oh. but that's a Leave it to Ian. Um, We'll find a way to make it work. But, yeah, that's uh, my tour has been, it hasn't begun yet, but I am in South Jersey at the moment. I visited my parents and my family, and it was really good to um, give all sorts of people hugs that I haven't been able to see for a really long time because I was in jail. And, um, you know, so everyone's really happy to uh, reunite and reconnect and say, what the hell were you doing out there? Um, but yeah, it, it was about freedom the whole time. And so I do hope that if folks have heard about Keene or if they've heard about the Free State Project and they're considering a move, that they will check out this documentary. It's going to be at youtube.com slash free Keen. And right. so it, it, it starts tonight at midnight. The best way to do it, uh, it, Derek, will be to just okay. tell folks to go to victimlesscrimespree.com. What we'll do is tonight... Uh, at midnight, we'll have the uh, the video embedded in the front page of the site, so folks can just go straight there and watch it in the page. Uh, that'd probably be the easiest way to tell people. But it will also be on the uh, the Freaking YouTube channel. So victimlesscrimespree.com is where folks should bookmark. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really, I think, it's 
safe and fun for the whole family. So if you think it's one of these movies that has a lot of curse words or a lot of adult content, it's, it's nothing like that. Uh, there are a few so, F-bombs uh, in the scene in which uh, you are being arrested for throwing a dance party. Right. But, um, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, full disclosure, yeah, there there are some foul words, but I really, I don't think the content is anything that uh, kids would find too alarming. It's, it's not, um, I, I would say, check it out first before you air it with your family, but I think it is something that a family might enjoy, especially a family who's interested in freedom, and maybe they're thinking of moving uh, their whole gang up to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Absolutely. Now, uh, you've got a link earlier. You've got a special You've got special access to the film. It is currently sitting up on YouTube. Uh, it's now processed. It is ready to roll for, uh, for the midnight release. So unless something absolutely unforeseen and disastrous happens between now and then, uh, we should be good to go. But you've had the chance to kind of uh, sample it. You saw the, uh, the pre-release earlier. And, I mean, are you, are you pretty happy with it? I mean, because obviously you were... In- I am so jazzed. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I am so excited. When I saw this thing, I mean, it's better than all of the incarnations uh, that it's had along the line. Of course, I've I've seen it every step of the way um, as it's developed from just raw videos to, you know, edited videos to one whole big compilation. Now it is finally actually a movie, and it really flows um, really beautifully. Bo Davis did an amazing... Job. An activist uh, here in the Shire, people will be familiar with from his work on Liberty on Tour, mm-hmm. uh, libertyontour.com. You can see some of his work, but he is an amazing editor, and he really deserves a lot of credit for putting this movie together. Right. Not um, only does yes, he deserve was... credit because he did an outstanding professional editing job with this. I mean, he had a lot of footage to work with. Uh, and he actually shot footage especially for this uh, with interviews of different uh, activists. Uh, he put a lot of time into this, and he got paid peanuts. So, I mean, it was almost – it wasn't a volunteer effort entirely, but it pretty much was. I mean, he, <laughs> he really did get paid peanuts, and he was it was a labor of love. I managed to throw him a little bit of money for it, and that's why I got the title of executive producer on the film was to kind of just incentivize the, the whole process. True, but it's a testament to how amazing uh, a work can be when people come together um, to, you know, promote liberty or promote a common cause. Uh, I think it's fair to say that we all care intensely about liberty and uh, promoting those ideas of um, self-ownership and um, individual sovereignty. So, you know, yes, we we weren't working for very much money, um, you know, any of us. So, but it still came out totally amazing. I think that people are really going to enjoy the soundtrack. It's, um, you know, something something different to help uh, the movie really flow um, through each of the scenes. And it moves at a really fast pace, too. It uh, does. It, it really feels... Year. It, the, the, it's one of those movies that when you're watching, at least this is my experience, it's one of those movies when uh, I was watching and I felt... God, how long was this? Because there's just so much packed into what is essentially your kind of your standard documentary feature length time. It's about an 88 minute uh, movie, so about an hour and a half uh, long, and that's kind of the standard documentary full length uh, uh, film length. And it's it's just like there's so much that it covers. I mean, it literally is an entire year's worth of activism 
compressed down and you get to see it all i mean you get to see uh, every arrest that uh, that derek encountered you get to see the harassment on the part of the bureaucrats in multiple places uh including the courthouse uh when we were singing to the bureaucrats there including the schools which is of course very controversial uh for a lot of people and there's just so much in there there's so much for people to uh, to glom onto the trailer must have been hard to cut together just because there's so much footage just in the hour and a half uh and folks can go see the the trailer right now actually there are two of them at victimlesscrimespree.com and then like i said come back there at midnight eastern time that'll be uh nine o'clock uh west coast time tonight that's when the the premiere will happen that's right and trust me like you said um ian that there is so much condensed in this movie i'm one of these people who i haven't seen a movie in a pretty long time because i don't have the patience to sit through a movie i like things to be quick and i like producing short small videos because that's what i have the patience for if you're a person like me who who doesn't normally sit through movies this is actually the type of movie for you because it does not give you a break it flies through you will not believe how fast the time flies that it uh packs in so much information and um so many exciting uh arrests you know you get a lot of heart pounding uh, footage there so it's it's exciting yeah, and it's most importantly it's also fun uh, you know the the pace is good, and you're also going to have a good time. Uh, when I, when we did the test screening at Porkfest, uh, there were a lot of laughs. From what I understand from the audience, I know that it put a smile on a lot of people's faces when we tested it at the uh, the Keen Activity Center. So it's it's a winner. And uh, Derek J, it's always great having you on. Please keep in touch during the uh, the Exile tour, will you? Will do. Thanks for having me, guys. That's uh, Derek J from LiveFreeOrDance.com. More coming. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You can create the content on the site as well. You submit different things to it. Other listeners vote. You get to vote as well. The most voted up make it to the front page and the top. But they make it to the front page from the upcoming stories page. So when you're there at freetalklive.com and you're logged in, of course it's free to log in, free to do everything there. You log in, then click up upcoming stories there on the front page and that'll take you to the list of stuff that has been submitted to the site within the last say 24 48 hours and then uh, those are the most important things upon which to vote Uh, and then the more votes they accumulate the more likely they are to be promoted as it's called to the front page so more people see them we're more likely to see them talk about them on the air go to freetalklive.com to get interactive new currencies really aren't anything new there's always some new country coming along and of course those people print out their own uh, currency and uh, you know, I mean, it's one of the it's one of the big perks to having your own country. You get to print out your own currency, and when you feel like it, you print some more and add it to the pool, and um, you you know increase the value of uh, of what what you're able to. You're, you get more value from what you printed out, and you're able to spend. And uh, it's a really it's a nice little perk. But what doesn't happen very often is. 
the creation of a new alternative currency, a, co- a currency that isn't run by a government or by an individual or by anybody, an open source currency, a peer-to-peer currency, a currency that's usable on the Internet where you can send and receive money in short order without anyone being involved. No one takes a cut like so many other services out there that when you send and receive money. This is an integral part of this currency. You can send it and receive it. It is a currency transfer system as well as being a currency. That's amazing. It's mathematically impossible for it to be counterfeited or inflated. Um, actually, no one can inflate it is probably the proper term to, uh, to, to say, because actually it does get uh, a little bit gets uh, dribbled in until it get, reaches 21 million. It's impossible for anyone to block you from sending or receiving payments or be involved in your account in any way to interfere in your account to, uh, you know, cause chargebacks or whatever it is that freeze your account because that happens so often with uh, many of these transfer systems. You have 100% complete control over your money with bitcoins. Go to weusecoins.org. Watch the video there. Uh, you know, go check out the links. You'll find out more about this amazing new currency. I'm really excited about it. I think the bitcoins are going to change the world. If you want to get your own bitcoins, the best thing to do is to go to bitinstant.com. There you can find more than 700,000 locations worldwide that you can give, you know, deposit money and get bitcoins. You'll get the bitcoins delivered to your account. It's bitinstant.com. All right, so our toll-free number here again is 855-450-FREE. Again, a bunch of stuff in the news here tonight, including something from the international scene. Reuters reporting that uh, there have been three women who protested against Vladimir Putin in a punk prayer on the altar of Russia's main cathedral. They've been put on trial. Uh, that was uh, earlier today in a case seen as a test of the longtime leader's treatment of dissent during a new presidential term. The woman from the band Pussy Riot face up to seven years in prison for an unsanctioned performance in February. Julia, in, they're referring to cats. Clearly. Uh, in which they entered... Uh, in which they entered Moscow's Christ the Savior Cathedral, ascended the altar, and called on the Virgin Mary to throw Putin out. Maria Alonchina, 24, not Zeza, oh boy, and uh, yeah. I think it's we're better just going off with Pussy Riot here. Yeah. <laughs> we're brought to uh, Moscow's court for Russia's highest profile trial since former oil tycoon Mikhail Khodorkovsky was convicted for a second time in 2010 in the same courtroom. Supporters chanted, girls, we're with you, and victory as the women, each handcuffed by the wrist to a female officer, were escorted from a police van into the courthouse. One of them said that we did not want to offend anybody. She said that from the same uh, metal and clear plastic courtroom cage where the oil tycoon had sat with his That seems partner. unlikely to me, that they didn't want to offend anybody. They got on uh, you know, the, the biggest cathedral, the stage of the biggest cathedral in, in Moscow and, and uh, you know, asked for the Virgin Mary to throw Putin out of office. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit of a push there for me to uh, I'm, I'm, color me incredulous. I don't have I think that these girls are you know, doing something radical and heroic. But that we didn't want to offend anybody? I mean, stand for it if you're going to do it. They actually have them, just to reiterate this here, I mean, this is a little different from the U.S., they actually have them in a cage while in the courtroom. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the stunt was designed to, she says our motives were exclusively political, the stunt was designed to highlight the close relationship between the dominant Russian Orthodox Church and the former KGB officer Putin, the then I, Prime Minister. I believe that uh, the, KG, the the Orthodox Church has uh, called Putin a blessing from God. Wow. Whose campaign to return to the presidency in a March election was backed clearly, if informally, by the leader of the church, Patriarch Kirill. 
The protest offended many believers and left the church leadership incensed. The church, which has enjoyed a big revival since the demise of the communist Soviet Union in 91 and is seeking more influence on secular life, cast the performance as part of a sinister campaign by anti-Russian forces. The women who have been charged with hooliganism, motivated by religious hatred or hostility, said they have many times said many times they meant no offense. An opening statements read by a defense lawyer who sometimes struggled with the handwritten text said they were protesting against Kirill's political support for Putin and had no animosity toward the church or the faithful. Uh, they're looking at seven years in prison over this. Now, even if you you know want to look at this as a property rights violation and it is, right? I mean, they went into a place where they probably weren't supposed to go. A place open to the public. True, but was the portion of the church that they uh, they, they they did this uh, actually open to the public? Well, I mean, one has to ask oneself if the church has um, – if the, the patriarch of the church, essentially the pope um, of that uh, the church, has endorsed a political candidate – do they leave themselves open for people, I mean, you know, making... To uh, take the altar and make a political statement? I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that he has done it from the altar. Likely they haven't. I mean, it's probably a very, rigid, um, you know, uh, organized situation. But I, it makes me wonder. We are not the enemies of Christianity, said one of them. The opinion of the Orthodox believers is important to us, and we want all of them to be on our side, on the side of anti-authoritarian civil activists. Count me in. I'm on that side. Uh, she says our performance contained no aggression toward the public, only a desperate desire to change the situation in Russia for the better. Pussy Riot burst onto the scene this winter with angry lyrics and surprise performances, including one on Red Square outside the Kremlin that went viral on the Internet. The band's members see themselves as the avant-garde of a disenchanted generation looking for creative ways to show dissatisfaction with Putin's 12-year dominance of politics. One of them uh, said in the statement that I thought the church loved all its children, but it seems the church loves only those children who love Putin. The women looked then really essentially they're turning this into a political statement, right? Like the whole trial is uh, is an extension of their original political. Yeah, statement. one would have to ask the question if they got up on the stage and uh you know, ask the Virgin Mary to bless uh, Putin and all the other aparchik uh, uh, there in the the you know former Politburo or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't have, I don't know anything about the government of of Russia, but if they asked for the blessings of the Virgin Mary upon these people, would they be in a cage in a courtroom facing seven years? I think the answer to that one is obvious. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's more here about these courageous Russian women, and they aren't the only ones. Uh, There's a number of female Russian and Ukrainian uh, protesters that are just so brave and so inspirational. 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on our site. We give them to you, including archives that go all the way back to late 2006. Click and download as many as you like. Uh, You can, again, go to freetalklive.com. The last week's worth are right there at the top of the page. And then, of course, you can go to the archive section to get years' worth. Uh, you can also download them through our SoundCloud page. If you just go to freetalklive.com, look on the left-hand side under Listen and Share, you'll find our SoundCloud link there. And that takes you to uh, each of our archives that go way back for years. You can use the Share button on your favorite shows to share them on your Facebook page or Twitter or whatever social networking method you prefer or embed them on your webpage or your blog. Go to freetalklive.com and download to your heart's content. Now, uh, when I look at what these ladies are doing over in Russia and the Ukraine, uh, just incredibly heroic, brave, uh, ballsy activism. I, you know, I have to, I have to say that Americans could learn a thing or two from uh, from these folks. Uh, these ladies will go to the extreme. And if you are, you fancy yourself an activist, then and you love the ideas of liberty, meaning that you uh, you understand what freedom is, that uh, you should be free to live your life how you want, so long as others, so long as you don't harm others in that process, and you understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. You should join the Free State Project and get together with other people who think like you do, and then get active in whatever way you think is best. Maybe you're not the civilly disobedient type like uh, the band Pussy Riot over in uh, in Russia. Maybe you just want to get active uh, in the political scene. You can do that, and it's actually having some effect. There's been some real wins thus far here in New Hampshire oh, yeah. in, the, uh, in the political scene. And uh, also civil disobedience, of course, is alive and well, as you'll see with Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, which is being released tonight at midnight Eastern at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. But uh, if you go to FreeStateProject.org, that's where you can learn more about the Free State Project. Get signed up. Uh, that's FreeStateProject.org. And actually, I think the Free State Project was in the middle of a web uh, transition earlier today. It looks like their site is back up and... I get to claim that we have over 12,000 uh, participants now. There Is was, that right? The the site's counter was apparently broken. Uh, there was some oh, sort of you know issue there, and they fixed the counter. It has been updated. We currently have over 1,000 Free State Project participants in New Hampshire, and now over 12,000 have signed up to join us, to be here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We want to hit 20,000, though, so we still got a ways to grow, and uh, we could use your help, freestateproject.org. We're talking about the really... Uh, interesting movement that is protesting the the mix of church and state that uh, is kind of going on uh, in Russia, where the band three members of the band Pussy Riot have been put on trial uh, essentially for involving themselves in dissent. They went into the Russian Orthodox Church, their head uh, cathedral, the Christ the Savior Cathedral. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's the uh, the Christian Orthodox Church is one of the more ornate uh, of religions. So you look at uh, like the Quakers, the Quakers are all about simplicity. They sure. don't, they don't even want to be in a building that has a steeple on it. That's right. Uh, but the Orthodox Church, on the other hand, is just replete with all manner of gold and chalices and you know uh, r- r- fancy rugs or whatever. You know, like the longer all- the the churching organization has been around, the more likely that's the case. Well, I don't know if that's. If, I mean, Quakers have been around. For They've quite been a while. long, long time. Uh, but I'm just, it's just a, it's a bell curve. But there's, yeah, quite a, quite a difference between certain religions, and these guys are on the absolutely ornate side. And anyway, they are protesting them by going into, or they did protest them by entering the the cathedral. This is the head cathedral, ascending the altar, and then calling on the Virgin Mary to throw Putin out. 
they have a number of supporters, and uh, but apparently the state has decided to charge them with what they call hooliganism, and it is a charge that uh, could land them in prison for several years. And you know, I think this is interesting. Um, if I if this was happening in New Hampshire, if this was some activist in New Hampshire, I would condemn it. Um, I would say that this is not the right thing to do. You know, leave these churches out of it or whatever. Um, but because this is happening in a foreign country, I support it. Um, and it's interesting. Like there's a there's a dichotomy here. Since this is happening far away from me, and I can see the uh, you know I I can see the tyranny involved in the uh, the Putin regime. I can see that you know this uh, this preacher man, um, this head of this uh, church, advocating. Uh, saying that Putin is a blessing from God and mm-hmm. advocating for him, even though he's not doing it in the name of the church necessarily, he's coming awfully close. There, Wouldn't there are things that happen just like that around here with all kind of church uh, pastors endorsing various politicians. Wouldn't you say that, or would you say, I guess, that the uh, church over there, I just the in Orthodox, various, yeah. yeah, they have a a much larger presence in government, do they not? Well, I you know I don't know. I mean, now they do. They didn't at one point when uh, the Soviet Union was around. The uh, the the church basically kind of skulked around in the shadows. So they've they've got a kind of a funny situation. Maybe they're trying to uh, you know ensconce themselves further uh, by you know being in bed with the politicians. But you know I wouldn't say that a preacher here in the United States shouldn't be able to to advocate for voting for somebody even at the altar. Like, I wouldn't say that, you know, a big deal, whatever. But when it's being done over there, it bothers me. I just, I, 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 what the, which, which one? Yeah. Why is the discrepancy? I mean, any, I don't know. I have no answer as to why. I guess, I guess I care less for their organizations um, over there than I do for sort of uh, the ones here, I guess. One of the band members said, I thought the church loved all of its children, but it seems the church loves only those children who love Putin. The women looked thinner and paler than they did before they were, uh, when they were jailed following the performance in late February, shortly before Putin, in power as president until 2008, uh, from 2000, and then as prime minister, won a six-year presidential term on March 4th. She looks like she's been on a long hunger, uh, hunger strike, said one of the uh, girl's fathers. I think this is like an inquisition, like mockery. A reporter on state-run TV presented a different picture, of course, focusing on occasional smiles and chuckles by the women who whispered to each other as the prosecutor read the charges. Look at their faces. They're laughing and joking, the reporter said on the news, adding that the viewer might think they were continuing the action they carried out at the cathedral. And- I don't have a problem with them. You know, I mean, they're on TV. They're, they, they have a legitimate complaint. Their complaint is... That the church seems to be too cozy with the current regime, and I think, and I find that a problem. I don't know how many denominations are, there are in Russia. I don't know what the percentage of people who, you know, are Russian Orthodox in Russia, but I imagine it's pretty high. Prosecutors asked for the trial, which was streamed live on the internet. Now this is unusual. Yeah, the United States wouldn't do that. You can't even get cameras in most courtrooms in the United States unless you are the most connected, you know, media official state media yeah. organization. Uh, we can get cameras here in courtrooms in New Hampshire. We don't have a problem with that. But a lot of our listeners that we've talked to over the years in different states, they have a real tough time getting uh, camera access into courtrooms. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's possible to do elsewhere. I just haven't heard about it really happening. Didn't they change it recently so that you have to beg permission now? They've always uh, made it like that. Uh, they've always had a, a form of some sort that they want you to fill out. 
uh, essentially, it's kind of like a little play that uh, that you put on. Like the form is a notice of recording. It's not a it's not a motion. So in tech. Technically, if you're noticing the court, you're just giving them a heads up that you're going to record. So in theory, they shouldn't really be able to deny it, but they make play like they could. And so, I mean, they certainly could if they wanted to. They've got men with guns who will put you in a cage. Sure, it's a, you, know, you, you notice them in the form of a motion, though. It's, uh, it's awfully it's close. It's not a motion. It's a, it's a notice. It says notice right okay. at the top. Uh, but they, they play like it's a motion, even though it's weird. Anyway, we've never had a problem getting um, one or more cameras into uh, to the actual courtroom. The problem here is that they have an issue with cameras outside of the courtroom. So they don't like cameras in the lobby of the courthouse, and they have arrested multiple uh, activists for doing that very thing. So the prosecutors had asked the trial be closed to the public and the media, but the judge rejected the motion, but ordered live streaming shut off during witness testimony and some other proceedings. So completely arbitrary as to what's allowed and what's not. Need a fair trial and, uh, you know, viewable by all, but we'll just turn it off during the witnesses are here. A group of conservative Russian writers have called for tough punishment. Kremlin opponents, rights activists, and the defendants say the charges are politically motivated. And clearly that's the case. The prosecution marked the start of a campaign of authoritarian repressive measures aimed to spread fear among politically active citizens. This is according to one of the band members in her statement. Uh, 855-453. And there's other news about this particular church leader over in Russia. He had to, uh, I guess, deal with one of the activists from Femin, and they're known for being topless. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. Uh, You can, of course, join us on the phones here. 855-450-FREE. And online as well. And if you support this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live directly, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is... That uh, you send in three bucks a month, that money is then invested into the show, and we get on more radio stations as a result, thereby bringing more internet listeners on board uh, with the uh, the program and more radio listeners, and also uh, bringing new people to the ideas of freedom uh, by default. So you can help us out with that and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with news uh, out of Russia, where there's some really amazing uh, protesters going on, uh, protests happening out there with uh, just some very, very brave ladies. Uh, And they're they're apparently not all involved with Femin. I don't know if there are ties between Pussy Riot and Femin, but it wouldn't surprise me if there were. Uh, We've talked previously about Femin, which is a Ukrainian uh, protest group. Obviously, there's some tensions uh, between some of the people in the Ukraine and uh, the Russian 
oligarchy or whatever you want to call it. Ukraine. Uh, yeah. And not the thank Ukraine. you. I keep messing that up. It's really common yeah. in the United States, the United States, to say the, the Ukraine. Ukraine. It is not the Ukraine. It is Ukraine. So these ladies uh, are they putting they're putting themselves on the line. They're putting their freedom on the line, engaging in civil disobedience and non-cooperation and doing it while at the same time, you know, having the benefit of being extremely beautiful and also uh, topless. So, I mean, it's a great way for them to get uh, a lot of attention for what they're doing. Now, Pussy Riot wasn't topless when they went into the the they did have on uh, bags over their multicolored bags over their heads. That's right. And uh, now they're on trial. They're facing years in prison uh, for a charge of hooliganism for essentially taking the stage at the Christ the Savior Cathedral in Moscow, uh, where they ascended the altar and called on the Virgin Mary to throw Putin out. The performance was part of a lively protest movement that at its peak saw 100,000 people turn out for rallies in Moscow. How many rallies in the U.S. have had that level of support in our lifetime? Nothing. There Almost aren't nothing. that many. Yeah. There aren't that many. There are a few, maybe in D.C. that have, you know, with Million Mom March might have hit 100,000 or something yeah. like that. Uh, uh, but they're really, it's pretty tough to get Americans to come out to, you know, get out their couch and uh, and do anything. Occupy Wall Street was pretty big deal, but it was nowhere near those numbers. I mean, maybe across the country, maybe you had 100,000 in total engaged in Occupy Wall Street. At some Street. point or another, sure. Uh, you know, in every instance of Occupy all across the country. But in one lo- for you know, to have that many people in one location. Putin's kind of like installing himself as the new, uh, you know, king there. Yeah. And I can see why people might, but I mean, they, he's getting in, po- voted in popularly. So, I mean, it, I, I can see why people would uh, would show up, but then again, I can see why people would show up to um, complaints here, too. Well, didn't they uh, say in, uh, was it Star Wars, that uh, freedom dies to thunderous applause? Was, yeah, well, at that point, the, the idea is, is that the empire grew to be so tyrannical that people actually understood that it was a, an empire at that point. But, you know, here, that, that's not occurring. The prosecution dismissed accusations of political motives in this case. They say it's not a question of our parliamentary or presidential elections, but a criminal case about banal hooliganism with a religious motive, according to one of the uh, people that work at the cathedral and are appearing at the trial as the victims of the banned pussy riot. Uh, One who described herself a profound believer said only clerics were allowed at the altar and that the defendants' bare shoulders, short skirts, and aggressive dance moves violated church rules and offended the faithful. Now, did you see video of this, Mark? Because I saw the still photo of— I uh, saw video. Oh, and so— how long did it go on before the you know the goons came? Uh, came I would in? say not too long. Um, I mean, you know, a couple of minutes. Did tops. they have instruments? They had microphones, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check this out because the the article here doesn't include that video. Uh, when I talk about this event, my heart hurts," said the so-called victim. "It hurts that this is possible in our country." What's They're, possible? Uh, a band going in the church, I guess, and performing. Uh, you, you can always find one to interview, you know? Their punishment must be adequate so that never again is such a thing repeated. The trial comes as Putin, who is 59 and has not ruled seeking another ruled out seeking another term in 2018, tries to rein in opponents who hope to reignite the street protest movement this autumn. 
On Monday, he signed a law enacting stricter punishment for defamation that follows uh, recent laws tightening controls on foreign-funded civil rights groups and sharply raising fines for violations of public order at street rallies. Opposition leaders, including anti-corruption blogger Alexei Navalny and socialite Ksenia Sobchak, have had their homes searched and faced repeated rounds of questioning over violence at a protest on the eve of Putin's inauguration on May 7th. And we've seen similar tactics here where uh, the police agencies, like during Occupy Wall Street, were essentially harassing the you know perceived leaders of the movement by coming to their homes and uh, and essentially... I think there was an illegal search that went on, if I'm not re- recalling correctly. During this NATO um, conference that went on in Chicago, the you know the, the people that they rounded up that were supposedly making bombs, you know, the Molotov cocktails, had a beer making operation, and somehow they managed to tie that all in. What is happening with that case? I don't know. I mean, that's all I got. Uh, lawyers say that uh, investigators are preparing to charge him in a separate case. This is uh, one of the other anti-corruption bloggers with a crime punishable by up to five years in prison. He was summoned to the Federal Investigative Committee on Monday. Uh, Amnesty International said Pussy Riot's performers must be released immediately and that prison terms that they face if convicted are wildly out of all proportion. And that's absolutely true. I mean, they, they didn't actually damage anything in their Seven years for gyrating and hollering on the, uh, the dais of a church? Come on. I mean, seven years, that's ridiculous. They dared to attack. At the this two- point, they've been locked up for four months. That was in February that this occurred. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, I mean, that's, that's five months. Time served. They dared to attack the two pillars of the modern Russian establishment, the Kremlin and the Orthodox Church. According to Amnesty International, Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev dismissed criticism of the case in remarks published on Monday, saying the trial was a serious ordeal for the defendants and their families, but that one should be calm about it and await the outcome. Yeah, don't worry. Everything will be fine. Whether the group's performance crossed the line from... Some women in in jail for singing. Whether the group's performance crossed the line from a moral misdemeanor to a crime was up to the court to decide, according to Medvedev. The defense lawyer for the musicians said his comments were aimed at putting pressure on the court to punish blasphemers. The court is being very one-sided, said the attorney, slanted towards the prosecution, which of course, in our view, is motivated exclusively by political bias in this case. Few Russians believe the country's courts are independent, and do, do Americans believe that about their courts? That would make an interesting Zogby poll. Do I think that Americans don't think that their courts are uh, slanted. Really? I don't think they do. They've clearly never been there. I mean, if that's. If I you, think it would depend. I think that if you have personally had an experience with it, you might think that. But if you had never been, you know, for anything other than maybe a traffic ticket or jury. You watch television. People believe that the judges on TV are, you know, the, the are judges, and I they're agree. not. That it works nothing like that. In other news uh, from the region, the uh, topless feminist activist group Ki- uh, from Kiev. Uh, I believe it's actually pronounced Kiev, but uh, the topless group Femin confronted the same patriarch. So Krill is his name. He's the or Kirill. He's the same guy from the other uh, church that we were just talking about. One of the Ukrainian activists confronted him recently and was arrested and sentenced to 15 days behind bars for her protest. What did she do? She ran up to the guy, topless, towards him. Yeah, topless. Yeah. 
Now, she got pretty close to him. Looked like he was on the tarmac at an airport uh, or somewhere I like don't know that. what she was going to do to the guy. She did have a threat on her back, It's though. true. Her back On her back was scrawled, Kill Kirill, and uh, she had run up to him, but her hands were clearly empty. Uh, so I, I don't know if she was going to give him a hug or not try to knock him down or kiss him. <laughs> Who knows? To punch what, him in the face? What Who her knows? intentions were, but they managed to... Uh, I'd say she was a threat. They managed to intervene prior to her doing anything. Maybe she was a threat, and I don't know, 15 days behind bars, she really didn't actually end up doing anything to him, though. So is this a thought crime? 15 days? Yeah. Was I'm unimpressed. Well, I mean, all, all, thought, all crimes are thought crimes. Well, until they actually happen. No. What do you mean? Because motive matters. Right, but... Pick uh, a crime. Right, but are you talking about theft? There's the point. If I the, pick up something that belongs to you, put it in my pocket because I believe it's mine. Don't you think that that matters in the um, in, the, in the prosecution and the sentencing of the case? Oh, I thought those sunglasses were mine. That does tend to matter in uh, in some aspects, but my point being that until crime actually occurs, it's a thought. It's only a thought. I think it's a threat. It's only I think an that idea. what she 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 had kill him written on the back of her, <laughs> and she was running towards him. I'm sorry, it's a threat. Femin is known for their flamboyant topless protests, many of which have been staged in Kiev, and these ladies have faced down some really intimidating, uh, muscular, and scary cops, like uh, Ukraine and Oh Russian yeah, these, these people make it disappear. These people are amazing in their courage. Uh, 855-453. Whether you agree with their, uh, their intentions, what their political message is, you got to give them credit for knowing how to bring attention to their cause. More coming up. Hour two is next. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. That await you there. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, we're going to go right into your phone calls. You can bring up anything you want. And still to come here tonight, looks like there's a country looking at doing a little bit of legalization. We'll tell you more about it. But first, Shadow's on the line listening to WBHP. Shadow, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you very much. Yes, I, I want to just ask you guys to do something that I've been trying to get uh, people on radio to do for years, and nobody's done it, and, and you've got a good subject matter going tonight, so it's just perfect to have this in. Uh, how about getting given permission for people that have, say, been through the Soviet Union time, and wherever, you know, the Eastern Europe, like that, like my family did, my mother and, and her mother and a lot of them, you know, they, they were able to finally get out of there. Uh, over to this country, all right, and then uh, you know other people have lived through it or had family members live through it because, and then you know North Korean people say they can speak, Cubans, uh, the people that went through that Khmer Rouge thing in Thailand and you know, in China and so on like that. Because if people give a chance to give their stories, you know they don't have to speak long. They don't even have to use a regular name. 
but be able to let people out here know what's really going on in these countries like this. I think it would be uh, good for the Free State Project. But I think it'd be good for the country, too, because... Well, I think it's important. I agree with you, Shadow. I think it's important for Americans to hear from people that have come from, uh, you know, regimes overseas. Yeah, I'd love to people to, you know, call in with uh, stories about, you know, oppressive regimes that they may have lived through. We have, over the years on this program, heard from people who have said things like, you know, I came from fill-in-the-blank regime like Russia or wherever, and or the Soviet Union, and uh, and what's happening here happened there, uh, and it's it's all happening over again here. And Americans are completely uh, blind to what's going on around them with the rise of tyranny and depression, and they think that it can't happen here, but it is happening here. And they'll say they'll tell you they've seen the signs before, they know what the signs are when this stuff goes down, and they thought they were they thought they were escaping the tyranny by coming here, only to have it happen once again, only for them to be living through it again. And it's 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 always really, I think, persuasive when someone comes from that perspective. Yeah, when they've got that, one of those Russian accents. <laughs> yeah, it comes from that uh, perspective, from that expertise, from that life experience, and I think it's a great suggestion. Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So while there's uh, cracking down going on all across the, you know, in various different parts of the world, in some places things are getting a little bit better, at least in certain aspects. Uh, more international news here from the New York Times in Uruguay, or is it Uruguay? Anyway, oh the agricultural output of this country. What, why do you get so frustrated, frustrated with Uruguay? Me, Mark? I just try to pronounce things correctly. There's <laughs> one way to pronounce uh, words like this, and you want to get it right. I think it's hilarious. For one thing, um, you, you, you'll stumble all over Louisville when there's different ways of pronouncing Louisville. Louisville. Uh, there's Louisville, too. Not if you live there. Nope. You're wrong. Oh, and, really? See, that's that's the fun part about you trying to figure out how people pronounce things. I don't know. Like I've Quebec met and from Quebec. Louisville. It depends on who you, where you're from, you know, what your nationality is when you're there. I see. So well, you all just I know don't is I know, know people from Louisville who've told me it's Louisville. Right. And some people from uh, Louisville will call Louisville Louisville. So, Uruguay, <laughs> the agricultural output of this country include rice, soybeans, and wheat, though soon the government may get its hands dirty with a far more complicated crop, marijuana. As a part of a rising movement in this region to create alternatives to the United States-led war on drugs, Uruguay's famously rebellious president first called for regulated and controlled legalization of marijuana in a security plan unveiled last month. And now all anyone in Uruguay can talk about are the potential impacts of a formal market for what Ronald Reagan once described as probably the most dangerous drug in America. Marijuana? Apparently. (laughs) Ronald Reagan? (laughs) Well, you have to remember, marijuana is dangerous to the establishment. Uh, So in the same way that people who are, uh, for instance, driving without a a government permit get greater... like punishment in jail than someone DUI. This is what I've seen. Anybody that's a threat to the state, a threat to the status quo, tends to be punished harder. Uh, and drugs that you know, drugs like marijuana, they're actually they're not a threat to your health. I mean, all kinds of uh, studies have shown that marijuana has uh, health benefits for for a lot of people. That uh, it actually it may fight be a good cancer. Idea. It can't necessarily be good for everybody to draw combusted plant material into your lungs. You know, it would seem like that it's not a good idea, but there's evidence that shows. It's fighting cancer. There is evidence. Uh, and there's no evidence to show that people who smoke cannabis have ever died of, a lung, of lung cancer. There's certainly evidence that uh, the exaggerations, uh, that there are a great deal of exaggerations about, you know, one marijuana cigarette being worth a pack of cigarettes and that kind of thing. 
just it's ridiculous. I, I've heard, and I have no idea if this is actually true, but I've heard that because it's water soluble, the tar isn't the same as the tar from cigarettes. Yeah, I don't know what the science is behind it. I don't either. All I know is in the results, I look at the results, and I don't see, and I've never seen, a single death as a result of cannabis smoking. Period. Well, and they've also, there have been studies that have come out that say that they don't cause lung cancer. That's right. Uh, It's an anti-cancer thing. Your brain actually has... THC receptors, the active uh, ingredient in cannabis, tetrahydrocannabinol. I saw an article headline recently that said that they found cannabinoids in breast milk. Interesting. I hear uh, you know somebody sent me an email and said that that is the least uh, persuasive piece of evidence that uh, marijuana is a good thing is that there are cannabinoids in your brain because they're they're, cannabinoid receptors cannabinoid receptors because there's all kinds of receptors in your brain and that doesn't it just doesn't mean anything you know there's alcohol receptors too no one would make the argument that alcohol is this necessarily i hadn't heard that one well you get drunk somehow i don't know i mean i I, you know i would have to go through and read the email and i but i found it pretty you know persuasive clearly it was somebody who had uh you know some expertise in this area that that is not a particularly good argument it's a profound change in approach, said Sebastian Sabini, one of the lawmakers working on the contentious proposal unveiled by President Jose Mujica on June 20th. We want to separate the market, users from traffickers, marijuana from other drugs like heroin. Across Latin America, leaders appalled by the spread of drug-related violence are mulling policies that would have once been inconceivable. Decriminalizing everything from heroin and cocaine to marijuana? The Brazilian and Argentine legislatures think that could be the best way to allow the police to focus on traffickers instead of addicts. And all they have to do is look over across the seas to uh, Portugal to see examples of how that's absolutely true. You know, I really wonder about these countries and their, you know, why they continue. You know, I'm sure that there's a certain amount of foreign aid from the United States tied to this stuff. But you really got to ask yourself, I mean, wouldn't drug tourism was pretty big in Amsterdam. You know, if you were Uruguay and you wanted, I mean, how many Americans are going to Uruguay? You know, legalize, uh, you know, some drugs, uh, legalize prostitution and let you know, enterprising business people draw wealthy business people into your country to do this. I just don't understand why it isn't done. Legalizing and regu- well, it's just because it's hard to change the status quo. It's not that hard. Well, if the people in charge wanted to do something, then yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. But every time any kind of proposal comes up here, the police chiefs come out and they speak against it. Tell you what, Juan, you'll get a cut for every hooker, uh, every trick turn, you get a cut. Juan being who? I don't know, whoever you're talking to trying to get the deal uh, done. I mean, it can't be that hard. Legalizing and regulating not just drug use, but also drug transport, perhaps with large customs fees for bulk shipments. President Otto Perez Molina of Guatemala, a no-nonsense former army general, has called for discussion of such an approach, even as leaders in Colombia, Mexico, and Belize and other countries also demand a broader debate on relaxing punitive drug laws. So it looks like the United States is going to be uh, last in line here. You, you've, we've seen uh, European countries moving towards drug decriminalization. You mentioned the Netherlands. 
Netherlands, also Portugal. You've got South American countries now seriously discussing this at national levels. And, of course, the United States is continuing on with Barack Obama pledging to crack down in California on pot clinics. It's beneficial to the United States government to keep marijuana illegal. Um, I mean, it just, you know, at this point... Then why wouldn't it be beneficial to these governments? At this point, they're entrenched. Uh, The, you know, the the DEA is so much more entrenched. That's the reason I would say. You don't think they have drug enforcement agencies? I don't think they can afford... I think that their their cops could easily be routed to uh, preventing crime and working the beat and that kind of thing. So could the police in America. Are you kidding me? There are so many cops, they could never use them all. Toll-free number here is 855-453. There's plenty of unsolved crimes out there. Put them to work. 1-855-450-3733. That's not as glamorous as busting somebody's door in. All right. Instead of going around busting college kids for smoking a joint. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Control of these airwaves toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give to you. So head over and enjoy them, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yep, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, one of the principals, I should say, uh, wants to remind you to share your favorite episode uh, every week of Free Talk Live on your Twitter or Facebook. It's a great way to... You know, spread the message of liberty in a fast, easy way. Just uh, you can retweet things. Uh, we, you know, put the episodes out there for you on Twitter. Um, you can reshare. We put them out on Facebook. So, and Sacral CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right hand side of the page. More international news here as we continue discussing not just uh, Uruguay and what they're doing with possibly legalizing cannabis, but other countries uh, in South America are also looking at changing their drug laws as well. Some... Do you think you have the Latin accent? on cannabis right is that a i guess that is a latin word isn't it yeah you should probably uh you know get back there and study uh latin and see make sure you've got that nobody speaks latin anymore though oh so that matters yeah okay yeah God. Uh, so anyway, we're talking about uh, important issues here, Mark, uh, like uh, <laughs> drug decriminalization and uh, countries all across Latin America, according to the New York Times, are looking at changing things uh, big time. Total decriminalization, possibly looking at that in uh, Bra- uh, Brazil and Argentina. Argentina. Uh, Argentina. Yeah. Uh, Otto Perez Molina of Guatemala. I wanted to say Me- Mexico again. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You like that? Slowpoke Rodriguez. You can watch out for him. He carry a gun. Isn't that how you pronounce it, Mark? Mexico? <laughs> yeah, that's how, I believe that, it is. That is how a native speaker would that's uh, right. yeah, pronounce it. Well, you wanted to move to uh, Mexico last time I was talking I to think you, so I, you better I, get it down, buddy. Pronounced it Mexico. Yeah. You, you probably should want to get it right, though, when you actually move there. 
You don't want it to look like a gringo. If I'm attempting to speak Spanish to somebody, then I'll uh, use a Spanish accent. Oh, you will. I see. But I'm not going to switch back and forth. President Otto Perez Molina of Guatemala has called for a discussion of uh, total legalization and regulating of drug use and even drug transport. Because some of these countries that are doing decrim are not decriminalizing the actual movement of That's the right. drugs. So if you're a dealer, you're still facing punishment in some place like Portugal, for instance, where they have total decriminalization of uh, small amounts, of you know, personal amounts of any drug in Portugal. But still, getting it into the drug user's hands is still an illegal process, which yep. is, seems, it seems counterintuitive, seems crazy. But at least they've had that, taken that step to where they can see what some of the effects of partial decriminalization are. And thus far, all of the effects have been positive. Uh, the abuse of drugs. I'd be interested to know if there were any negative effects, because I can't imagine for a second that uh, any you know public policy uh, move really is without negative effects. Good question. We certainly haven't heard about it. We know that uh, the abuse, of, uh, the abuses of those drugs is down significantly with addicts, the population of addicts cut in half after 10 years of drug decriminalization as Portugal abolished those criminal penalties for drug use in 2001. So they've had a good solid decade well, of experience. Well, didn't they also uh, create some sort of rehab, like more rehab or something or more of av- they made it more available? Well, I don't know if that was state run or anything like that, but rehab is always more available because a drug user won't be afraid to seek it out. Uh, I mean, so rehab exists today in the U.S. Yes, but uh, a lot of drug users are afraid to check in because they're worried they're, they're too busy get running. In. They're too busy hiding. I mean, when when somebody doesn't have to hide anymore, then they're much more likely to come and look for some help. By the way, the according to the story here in the New York Times, uh, Uruguay has taken the experimentation to another level. The UN officials say no other country has seriously considered creating a completely legal state-managed monopoly for marijuana or any other substance prohibited by the United Nations Single state Convention managed monopoly? on Narcotic Drugs. It sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, doing so would make Uruguay the world's first marijuana republic, leapfrogging the Netherlands, which has officially ignored marijuana sales and use since 1976. Now, that's not an entirely true statement. The Netherlands did recently, as I understand it, prohibit sales of marijuana to tourists. So you, you, as I understand it, can no longer go, and please correct me if you live in the Netherlands uh, if I'm wrong here, but as of recently, like as of the last year or two, uh, the Netherlands has essentially created a prohibition on anybody who doesn't live there going into coffee shops and buying cannabis. I think it might be more recent than a, than a year or it two. It may very well. Um, now, I think that it's it's kind of interesting, right? If the state is not very good at collecting taxes, and that's what that's what happens with many of these kind of uh, backwater banana republics mm-hmm. – um, then they're not very good at collecting taxes. Then maybe it's beneficial to them to be the monopoly outlet for marijuana. Um, I mean, I don't know what that's going to. You know, it's it's difficult to imagine somebody being arrested. You know, in competition with the state out. You know, selling marijuana. I don't know, but. It's just kind of interesting to think about. Well, plus we know that when Canada did uh, some medical cannabis changes there, uh, that the Canadian government was producing the product for a while. And I, I don't know if this situation changed either. I think it did. Uh, but the Canada – and if you're in Canada, please enlighten us. But uh, for, for a while, Canada was producing the marijuana and distributing it. Uh, for, but this was for medical purposes. Uruguay is looking at it for total decriminalization. And uh, it was ditchweed. It was garbage. The people that were using <laughs> the product uh, were complaining about it. Like the people that were sick, 
that actually needed marijuana to reduce their nausea or their inflammation or pain or whatever it was they were using it for were complaining because the government sucked at doing one of the easiest things in the world, which, which is, is growing weed. weed. They call it weed because it grows like a weed. It's really easy to cultivate it, but uh, they couldn't figure it out. So kicking it may the, be that uh, you know some kind of got cross strain with uh, you know some hemp or something like that. Who knows? But they failed. Kicking the prohibitionist habit though is no easy task. Even in a small progressive country of 3.3 million people, the president's proposal has hit a gust of opposition. Doctors, political rivals, marijuana users, and security officials have all expressed concern about how marijuana would be managed and whether legalization or something close to it would accelerate Uruguay's worsening problem of addiction and crime addiction on marijuana and crime marijuana related crime mr mujica age 78 a bohemian former gorilla who drives a 1981 volkswagen beetle seems to be surprised i can't believe that thing's still on the road seems to be surprised by the response he said this month that if most Uruguayans did not understand legalization's value. He would suspend his plan while hammering out the details and building public support. But this is a defiant leader who spent more than a decade in jail as a political prisoner. So even as he discussed postponement, he signaled that he might not be willing to give up, emphasizing that drug users are enslaved by an illegal market. He said they follow the path to crime because they don't have the money and they become dealers because they have no other financial means to satisfy their vice. Sound like this guy knows what he's talking about. That doesn't about. sound like marijuana to me. That sounds like every other drug. You know, the addictive stuff. Uh, well, if you are in a uh, more impoverished country, maybe you're more likely to not have the money to buy the marijuana. If you're an impoverished country and, you know, the, the policing force there stinks, you just throw some seeds out in the woods. The government, which has a slim majority in parliament, is moving forward. Uh, and one of his president's advisors said this month that draft legislation would be submitted within a few weeks. And uh, they've been hard at work at this. So I, I hope this, this pans out. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. I don't support the state doing it, but it's probably a step in the right direction. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. Kind of uh, an international flavor to the news on the show tonight here. Of course, you can bring up anything you want. And you can join us online as well over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that are there for you, including news updates. You can go to news.freetalklive.com, get signed up for our emailed updates there. And if you want a whole lot more than just the news, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we've been practicing our social networking skills here on Free Talk Live and have been uh, doing tweeting and Facebooking during the show, which gives us one more thing to do, but, well, we can handle it because it's pretty important. 
doing this social networking stuff. So if you've been on our Facebook and Twitter before, you've probably noticed a big uptick in the amount of posts that we've been making throughout the week uh, and during the show specifically of Free Talk Live, and you're welcome to interact with us there. Of course, we prefer your phone calls. 855-450-FREE is the number here tonight. But you can go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for any of that there. Now, there's actually some more interesting detail about what's going on in Uruguay. We'll uh, continue the article here from the New York Times in a moment. But first, to your phone calls and your thoughts, you can bring up anything. Tyler, listening in Ohio, you're on Free Talk Live, and I think you're listening via the Liberty Radio app for your iPad. Yes, sir. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, last week you were talking about uh, one of your friends was uh, big in the conspiracy theories or whatever, and he kind of went off deep in with it. Like, what yeah. exactly happened there? What actually happened there? Yeah, like, was it just a crazy obsession and then it just... Well, it starts, it starts uh, slow uh, with uh, the, the, my friend listening to uh, a conspiracy radio show. You know, and, I was listening to the Rush Limbaugh show today and, and, and the Glenn Beck show today. They're all conspiracy radio programs. Is that right? Yeah. Rush Limbaugh was uh, you know, talking about how the, um, the, the, the opening events for the Olympics were actually a liberal plot to <laughs> undermine. I mean, it, it's all conspiracy radio. I just want to make it clear that you know there there might be different there's different types of conspiracy radio out there. Fair I enough. think the Free Talk Live has its own conspiracy bend too. Okay, um, I can accept that, Mark. But uh, there are certain shows that I, I think are maybe seen as more conspiracy oriented than, than the average show. I just think that uh, that, that, you know, that that view probably isn't entirely accurate because most radio programs look uh, conspiratorial to me. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, but start- Alex Jones' show is specifically for that, isn't it? Like, I think they're kind of proud of, they call themselves conspiracy theorists. Alex Jones, I don't know if he would call himself that. I don't know. I, I don't know Alex. I mean, we've only had him on our show once. I've currently got an open invitation. I met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I met him as well. Uh, I currently have an open invitation to him to come back on uh, Free Talk Live to discuss uh, psychedelic drugs, actually. Uh, but uh, anyway... It seems like on a show like Alex Jones, they go to conspiracy more often, and maybe a. I get where you're coming from. Mark. You're only having a conversation about a, a radio program that you believe that you know about. I mean, you haven't heard that much Alex Jones show. No, and I, I haven't mean, heard that much Rush Limbaugh. But we do get some some listeners that call in that uh, you know seem off their rocker sometimes. So. It's not to say that there aren't conspiracies out there. Uh, obviously, there are. I mean, anybody cons- anybody uh, conspiring with another person, you've got to have two people uh, talking in secret about some sort of plan to do something, and you've got a conspiracy. So clearly, there are conspiracies. But it's the obsession with it, the the seeing a conspiracy behind everything, that there's some sort of a plot behind absolutely any news story that's not what appears to be. Like it, there's something else going on uh, that is not as uh, as obvious as the facts might present. Uh, and and so anyway, my friend was uh, was listening to this this program. Uh, over a period of time and began to ensure that he listened all the time and then uh, according to somebody who lived with him was listening more than once per day to the same show Uh, and it it kind of progressed and his interactions with the uh, community in the you know his friends uh, had regressed at the same time so while his interactions with uh, you know listening to uh, these programs were increasing his uh, interactions with other human beings in real life were decreasing i think it led to listening to more of the offshoots of the conspiracy world so 
you know, the, the program in question was more mainstream compared to some of the other things he went off and kind of went down the rabbit hole of the conspiracy theory uh, world into the more bizarre and, and even more questionable theories like aliens, for instance. And uh, look, I'm not saying there aren't aliens out there. It's, it seems pretty obvious that in a huge universe, there's probably other life forms. But uh, to believe that the aliens are here, they think on they Earth, may have found some like green fuzz on the uh, on, a, on a moon of uh, Saturn. Is that recent, like a news story recently? Yeah, it was something to, today. Cool. I, it began with an E. I couldn't tell you what the name of it. It was a very small thing. So, uh, so anyway, uh, so moving into the more bizarre realm of conspiracy theory uh, where aliens are living among us and they've been here and they're going to come back and they're going to take over and, you know, like to, to know what the plots are of what the aliens are going to do and, you know, going down that that road. Uh, it kind of led him to a real paranoid uh, place and I and ultimately he left and it was really sad and it's somebody I really cared about and really appreciated and loved his activism uh, as well. So does that explain the story to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, that kind of almost happened to me. I used to follow Alex Jones. I was on it, listening to everything, checking the website every day, seeing what was going on, and then it started affecting like my personal life. I caught myself like preaching this every chance I got. Oh, boy. So there was at school, to my grandparents, everything just nonstop. It was like I was in a trance more than anything. Mm. One day I just kind of was like, I'm crazy, and just deleted them off the bookmarks and got out of the whole thing. I was just want to say to anybody listening, don't let it become an obsession. What like, was it that uh, that led you to that? I mean, did did you get feedback from people that kind of hit home, or was it just one day you decided this has gone too far? Was there anything in particular that, that pushed you back to the brink of sanity? Well, there were people, you know, um, comments or news, like CNN, they touch up on Alex Jones every now and then, you know, calling them conspiracy theorists, kooks. It kind of just made me like, eh, am I one of these kooks? And I kind of just started veering away from the whole thing. And I had a lot of friends go down the same route, and they came to realize the same thing. It was just crazy, pointless. I'm not, I'm not bashing Alex Jones or anything. He does a good job of what he does. And, but I think he does, too. Cool. And when we talk to Alex, you can actually go to guests.freetalklive.com, and you'll see uh, Alex's picture there, and you can listen to our previous interview with him. I mean, I th- I, we've brought up some of the, our critiques and our concerns uh, with Alex, so it's not like you know we're hiding anything. I uh, really appreciate a lot of the, the research that he does. He's, it's a very well-researched yeah. show. Um, it, the, you know, the police state coverage is second to none. Um, and you know, if you want to know about the police state, this guy's been on the ball on that. I mean, he's been making movies the about the police great, state yeah. for, uh, for years. Ever since I was in high school, I've been uh, aware of uh, of Alex Jones's uh, work, and you know it's, he's an inspiration to me. I remember one video that he made back in the the mid '90s in Texas. Uh, you know, before the days of video on the internet, he was making videos that were uh, you know of a non cooperative nature. He refused to go in and get his thumb scanned at a at a bank because you know he opposes the idea of uh, biometric identification. And, uh, and the police came, and, and I think I don't recall if he got arrested in that uh, piece. I think he might actually have. Uh, so it was you know things like that were were pretty influential on me in my formative years. And so I have a lot of appreciation for for what he does. I just have a I think that it's the anger. I think that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the real factor. I mean, if, if Alex Jones came from a position of uh, of love rather than anger, maybe that would completely transform his show and the people that listen to him. Yeah, that's kind of how it affected me, too. When I was, like, preaching it to people, I kind of had that Alex Jones, like, screaming thing, like, I know this is how it happened and whatnot. And I kind of just felt a little crazy and just realized that one day, you know. 
Yeah, I think that uh, basically you're never going to be able to yell, scream, rant, or uh, shove somebody into the right frame of mind. You may know what the right frame of mind is, and maybe Alex Jones does. I don't know. But I don't think that um, – and, and I think that you know he's got a delivery style, and that delivery style is indicative of a, you know, a certain time period not too long ago in radio um, you know, where people got just more angry. I don't think that that's what's hip – these days, it certainly isn't what is um, what is hip here on Free Talk Live. The the you know the yelling and that kind of thing. It's not what we do, um, and also we don't do the. I mean, he he is Alex Jones. He's kind of the preacher that hands down the information to you. Whereas Free Talk Live is much more conversational. We don't have uh, we don't hold ourselves up as experts. That kind of thing. Thanks, Tyler. I hope that uh, I'm glad that you found Free Talk Live and uh, glad you got away from the anger because it's not going to help anybody. Thanks for the call. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. It's Free Talk Live, and you may call in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. Should you like to bring up whatever's on your mind, or you can comment on stuff we've already been talking about, including the outrageous uh, Russian protests that uh, some of the brave ladies are doing over there and also in, in Ukraine, uh, and or talking about drug decriminalization, as many South American countries uh, are considering and really seriously considering. We can get back into that here in a moment, but we actually just had a gentleman on the line telling us about his experience listening to Conspiracy Radio and how it was leading him down a path of uh, essentially trying to evangelize the conspiracy theories to his friends and uh, and bring and you know maybe strangers as well, but well, uh, bring them on board. I think this is is pretty common in the liberty movement in general for a lot of people, not everybody. The conspiracy but I think thing? Not, not necessarily the conspiracy thing, but that wanting to tell everybody. Absolutely. Like, when you first come across it, it's empowering. Um, you know, it's it's shocking. It's taboo. It, it, Anytime anybody's enlightened, right? Um, in whatever way they feel they're enlightened. So whether it's religion or uh, you know some new philosophy, uh, you know uh, the objectivists were accused of this at at some point. You know, just basically getting excited. Another one is uh, you know the landmark education we've mm-hmm. talked about on the air a few times. Um, you know, just anything that anybody feels is paradigm shifting and that they want to share for themselves uh, share to, for, for to others um you know that's the kind of thing that, that you know people are are going to get excited about they're going to talk about i mean that's that's what it comes down to but there's some damage that can be done to relationships if you take it too far sure and but if i don't you're too think pushy. it's just the conspiracy theory or theorists that do this i think it's it's also people in the liberty movement like right. i was saying sure. that can go down the same path 
So I just oh, want abs- to make that clarification. Absolutely. As I was saying, it can be damaging to relationships for people that are evangelizing folks. If you're evangelizing to people that aren't interested, uh, that uh, you know don't really, you know, they don't want to hear about it, uh, and you keep pushing, then that's going to push them further away than uh, bringing them closer. And so it's a tricky process because the ideas that uh, you know that we like, like the freedom concept, liberty, individual liberty, personal responsibility. These are, to us, really critical ideas that uh, we think more people need to hear about and and internalize. Well, I think radio programs are good for those situations because, you know... People can tune out if they want to. Right. You know, they have they have the option of uh, sitting around and getting upset with us uh, if we disagree with them or whatever. I mean, it's it's entertainment. Um, but if you're supposedly, the, you know, but if you're at the Thanksgiving table with your family and you're, you know, telling them, beating them over the head, especially if you're this. acting superior, like, yeah. you know, more than they know. And that's really easy to do. Um, you know, it, it's really easy to do in a lot of situations. I mean, if you feel like you've been enlightened, it's easy to do. Well, plus you care about your family and you care about your friends and you want them to, uh, you know, have the same experience that, uh, that you've had. And so I can relate to the people in the conspiracy realm, you know, from that perspective. And the trick is that uh, the ideas of liberty take time. I mean, you aren't going to have one conversation with somebody and have them convert well, right in front of you. You have to do, you have to undo years and years of indoctrination. Yep. A lot of and it takes time. Absolutely. And the older someone is, the more programmed they are, the more in, entrenched in their ideas. The less likely they are to live, uh, listen to a young person. I mean, there's That's all true. kinds of uh, social dynamics that go in. You know, uh, you know, t- it tends to be that uh, wealthier people won't listen to poorer people, that men won't listen to women, you know, and all kinds of things. And your family just doesn't want to listen to you at all, really. I mean, usually family members are some They've, of the hardest people to talk to. They're the ones who changed your diapers. They know you're incompetent. You were S-ing your pants, you know, just in their recent memory yeah so it's uh it, you know it can be difficult and if you look at uh you know you look at some of the motivations behind the conspiracy crowd there there's that sense of urgency and i think the same thing exists with the liberty movement as well it's like you know if you don't do something now then things get worse if you don't uh you know come on board with the conspiracy crowd now then you know the new world order is going to rise or if you don't you know that darn new world order they're on the rise uh, or if you don't uh you know understand the ideas of liberty then tyranny will continue to uh to dominate and so there's the you know you've got to balance the if you don't of, vote for Ron Paul he won't be able he's to be he'll be too old next year Right. So you've got to balance that sense of urgency of you want things to change, therefore you want to bring people on board with the ideas sooner rather than later, with the idea that if you are too urgent in your communications and too pushy, then you're going to push people away and you'll be counterproductive. So it's a tricky situation and one that requires some honing of one's craft. And if you're just getting out there echoing things that you've heard to others, as our caller was pointing out about how he was just kind of promoting the Alex stuff he was hearing on Alex Jones to his friends, that's probably not going to be as persuasive. If you work on the tactics of persuasion and learn about how best to communicate with other human beings, then maybe you'll have more success. Or uh, you turn your friends on to the radio program that you're excited about, whether it's Alex Jones or Free Talk Live or whatever. I mean, these people are experts at um, their craft, supposedly, and they're going to do a better job. Also, you know, what an expert is, is an expert's a person from out of town. So they don't have the same baggage listening to you as they do when they're listening to a radio program. It's just an entirely different setup. 
Right, because they know you, and you've been wrong before, so you probably and we've wrong been wrong too. There's no doubt. Yeah, nobody can be ninety nine point forty four percent right like Rush Limbaugh. Is that what he says? <laughs> Something like that. He says that there's some kind of outside agency. I mean, they're auditing th- him. Th- that is auditing him. <laughs> but I mean, what about the outside? What about today when he claims that uh, you know that the opening ceremonies for the Olympics was some kind of uh, conspiracy by the liberals? Yeah. I mean, who's auditing that? It's just, I don't know. It's just a claim. It's this unsubstantiable claim. I don't know. No. I mean, I listen to this guy all the time. I wonder exactly which claims are they auditing when they make this claim that he's, you know, 99 point something percent, uh, you know, correct. Yeah, 99.44, by the way, is a marketing thing for ivory soap. And that's why I make fun. 855-450-FREE. Maybe you want to tell us your experience uh, with the conspiracy realm or maybe spreading the ideas of liberty and the, the failures that you've had uh, because people can learn from that or at least they should. Hopefully you've learned from them and uh, maybe your experiences can help others avoid common mistakes in talking to people who you love and care about about the ideas of freedom because they are important ideas and gosh, it sure would be nice if more people understood and embraced them which is why I think that uh, the Free State Project is such an important uh, uh, concept because if you can concentrate the people who already are on board with those ideas in the same place, they'll seem less crazy if people are encountering them more often. One of the reasons why the ideas of liberty seem so uh, off-putting to some people is because you're the only person talking about them. You and that crazy Ron Paul are the only people that are talking about freedom to them, if they've ever even heard of Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that can make you look like the, you know, the lone nut in the wilderness out there shouting at uh, uh, with the windmills. Sure, you know? and a lot of people don't want to be in the out crowd, whatever the out crowd might be. Sure. So why would they want to be um, involved in that? But if Those people are followers. If they're closely involved with you, these are the people that most folks wanted to convert the most. And I think that... You know, in in that situation, you really have to go slowly. You cannot try to get people on board too quickly because it just doesn't work. What I did with my wife, um, you know, what worked because, I mean, she basically, you know, we we just fell in love from some classes that we went to together. You know, she's not uh, some person who is excited about liberty in the same way that I have been, doesn't have it as a career the same way I do. And I just technically so, she does now. She's working for the show. That's true. She does do some work for the show. She does like some book bookkeeping and stuff, but it's it's pretty minor. And yeah. uh, she could do bookkeeping for anybody, right? And, but you know, I just ask her questions um, about you know how can I present this material? Now I'll be, I don't know how other people can can make this work for themselves, but I'd say how can I present this material so it doesn't sound you know like I, I want to get this across? How how can I do that? And so just or asking questions, trying to get her to explain to me why this is. Right. And I'll tell you what, it's very effective. Absolutely. Asking questions is, uh, is always a good approach rather than preaching at somebody. Make them the teacher to you. That's what I'm trying to recommend. And plus, planting seeds is important. And asking a question, a good question, can plant a seed. Maybe you won't get the right answer f- at first, but maybe you're, you know, a year later or several months later, uh, that seed will sprout into something, a better idea. Well, I mean, that's what I kind of do. I'd, I'm totally over the preachy libertarian thing. Um, at this point in time, I'm just trying to live, you know, as responsibly and nicely as I can. And so I just get to know people. And over time conversations spring up and you know my viewpoints kind of come across and and people experience their own you know government uh flaws for example they'll have situations where they actually see it 
I think it has to be your own idea or it has to feel like your own idea Absolutely. for it really to stick. So, I mean, I, I just don't think that the the preachy thing, I, it's it's totally... It's, it's counterproductive. It's all, yeah, it's very counterproductive. It and turns me off and you, I, I'm with you. You have to be patient and unfortunately that's the reality of things. It'd be nice if we could say some magic words and convince all of our friends next week to come on board with the ideas of liberty and get active, but it's just not going to happen. People uh, take time to accept, to analyze, and to embrace new ideas uh, and so you've got to be patient with them. 855-450-FREE. Be there to answer questions when they have them though. Hour three's next. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. As we launch here into the third hour of the program with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. We'll take your calls about absolutely anything. And on the way, uh, Julia is going to tell us about got more international news. Yours uh, out of New Zealand where they are going to come up with some sort of a regulatory structure for legal... Legal drugs. Drugs? Not like prescription drugs, but legal highs. Yes. So like, uh, uh, I guess, uh, the, you know, the fake cannabis stuff. We'll get to that here in a bit. 855-450-FREE. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything. We go to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Jesse listening in Johnson City, Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Jesse. Hey, man. Hey, what's on your How's mind going? tonight? Hey, uh, I'm a first-time caller, and I was just... Uh Telling to talk about Alex Jones and welcome, uh, sir. His, he, uh, you know, he he's a good uh, radio talk show guy, and he's he's got good ratings. But I think I like the Neil Bortz and the uh, Michael Savage the way that they come across. But I don't agree with them on a lot of things. Like I think uh, Alex Jones has the libertarian message, but sometimes he, you know goes a little over the top and, and it turns people off and they don't listen to him so they look for another outlet and but a lot of the stories that Alex Jones does nobody else will do so it's like he has an audience of people uh, and there's there's a, a need for it but I think there's also a vacuum for someone uh, or for uh, with a more mellow tone I you guess. think Michael like, Savage and, and Neil Bortz are more mellow than, than Alex Jones? Well, 
I don't know about Michael. He he can he can yell and, and get upset. His last name is I Savage. I mean, he changed his last name from Wiener to Savage for a reason. So right, right, uh, right. Um, but it's just the the when he rants and raves and just gets into this, you know, irate. I can't take it anymore. Ah. And it just is, I've always called him kind of the Sam Kennison. I don't know if you know <laughs> Sam Kennison. He's like the Sam Kennison of radio. I love him. I mean, I listen to him all the time. But some, some things I just, you know, I think he, he gets really upset. And so are you able right to separate to yourself then from that? Because my concern is, you know, with Alex Jones, and I find him a likable person in the interactions I've had with him, my concern with it is, uh, with his approach, is that he's going to infect other people with that anger, and that that could be very detrimental to them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because like when I walk, when I when sometimes when he gets really upset, I get upset. Mm-hmm. And I can feel the hair on the back of my neck start to stand up, and you know I get an adrenaline rush, and I'm I'm mad as heck too. But I think that like uh, you just have to approach it with like a level head, and I, I think that I, I agree with you that that there is. Uh, that approach, and I don't, you know, I ran into this when I was, uh, I worked on the Ron Paul campaign uh, to try to help him get the nomination, and we had a lot of people come out and say, you know, stay away from Alex Jones. He's gonna, he's gonna hurt the movement. He's too radical. And I, I totally, now that I look back on it, I really don't know what the answer is. I mean, I, I just... The answer to what? That, what? The answer to what? What? Should uh, should the Ron Paul campaign and the Liberty Movement just be more like Alex Jones and just well, you got to give credit to Alex Jones. At least he can get Ron Paul on his show. Yeah, I mean the, the Ron Paul has been uh, you know a big a big fan of uh, Alex Jones for a long time, from what I can tell. I mean he's been on his show many many times. We can't even get an email back from the campaign, right? The I mean the campaign. I think the campaign <laughs> right. wants to isolate uh, themselves from everybody who who might have uh, pushed you know for Ron Paul in, in the past. From what I can tell, at least it's certainly the Free Talk Live. Right. Right. Well, I, I appreciate what you guys what you guys are doing. I think more people should be doing this. Like we need, there, there's definitely a vacuum out there. Alex Jones has has a, a kind of a, a a bigger audience because he's just good at marketing and people. Well, Alex Jones has been around for probably a decade on top of uh, Free Talk Live, so he's been doing it. Uh, His internet a long audience while. is larger, but Free Talk Live has more radio stations. We do I'd have like more stations, right. um, but Alex right. has a humongous internet audience. Like okay. as far as total listeners, Alex Jones dwarfs Free Talk Live. Total fans, total web views, all and, of that, and the the the, the sort of uh, the the excitement that uh, you know surrounds the show. I mean, when Alex Jones gets on and says the cow band real. P- Soap is the best soap you could have. People go out and buy soap. You know, I mean, but when we do this, you know, we'll, right. we make a claim about products. Our our listeners are skeptical by right, nature. Like, so, who, like, what? what are you getting paid for Come this? On, you guys. Come on, yeah. I mean, you're like that's totally not our kind of listener. Right. You know. So, Jesse, thanks for the sharing those thoughts. Anything else you want to get out there? Uh, no, I guess that's it. I just uh, want to wish you guys the best and keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate I, your I call, sir. a radio station here in East Tennessee. That Here's how great. you can solve that. You can go to local FAQ, localfaq.freetalklive.com, and that'll give you information on how to contact your local talk stations and ask them for Free Talk Live. And you never know, uh, one phone call can make a big impression on a program director who normally hears complaints. If you call and say something positive about a show you'd like to hear, that might uh, might do something good. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't, uh, by the way, if you um, 
you if you don't have any success with a local station, because if you make one call, it's probably not going to change their mind, but it may add something to the mix for the next time their programming comes up for review. Like every year they get their contracts expiring, they might uh, take a look at Free Talk Live at that time. But sometimes it takes years to get Free Talk Live on one local talk station. So you can always just do it yourself, like uh, this gentleman in Nashua, New Hampshire is doing, according to the Nashua Telegraph, NashuaTelegraph.com, uh, The Beat, nine, or excuse me, The Beat 87.9 FM's downtown radio station in Nashua may have spent the last year and a half building popularity with the city's youth and enough presence to sponsor an annual charity talent show. Wow. But it's lacking one thing that stations should have. An FCC license. <laughs> this station, uh, as they have, they have their own website, 879thebeat.com. And the owner of the station is out in front. This guy is not hiding. He's not putting a mask on. He's not, uh, you know, trying to cower in a corner somewhere and avoid detection. He's doing the interview for this uh, this article. Antoine Anthem is his name. He says, no, we don't have one. If a commercial station wants to complain and push us away, they can. It hasn't been a problem because we're not interfering with any other broadcasting station. He's uh, the owner of the station and its parent company, Media 57. The Federal Communications Commission issues licenses for... And, now listen to this. Listen to this puff piece here for the, uh, the FCC, or at least this puff segment. This is clearly written by a journalist who has no idea what the FCC is really like. David Brooks, the, uh, the author here, says the FCC issues licenses for anybody... Who wants to broadcast over the air in the frequencies? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous already. Issues his licenses for anybody who wants to broadcast. Right. <laughs> sure they do. Go ahead and try to get one of those yeah. licenses. See anybody who wants goes. to broadcast better have one of their darn sure better have one of their licenses is all the way it ought to be written. Uh, yeah. And uh, good luck getting your hands on one of those licenses because the way they make it sound here is that anybody who you just wants file to file broad- the proper paperwork, right. maybe put in a filing fee, and it should be just fine and dandy. No big deal that there's an open dial position in your town. 87.9, by the way, doesn't sound like a particularly open dial position. Um, but, you know, what, whatever. I, I, I mean, I'd be interested in uh, hearing a little more about it. Scores of, uh, he, excuse me, going back to uh, Brooks here, he says that uh, anybody who wants to broadcast over the air and the frequencies reserved for TV and radio largely to keep them from interfering with each other. Oh, that's what it's for. That's the big claim that the FCC would make, and I'm sure that's what they told the author when he called them for comment on this particular story. That is, after all, the original excuse for the FCC, was that we just need to keep things in line, we're just going to make sure everybody's playing nice out there in Radioland, but the real reason for the FCC is to limit access to the airwaves, to not let everybody on who wants to have their own radio station, but to only let the people on who know how to jump through the FCC's hoops, and of course they're very complicated, legalistic hoops, and so you have to have broadcast attorneys that you hire to come in and just fill out the paperwork for you because if you screw up the paperwork you might as well kiss your application fee goodbye and even if you get the paperwork right you might as well kiss your application fee goodbye anyway because half the time the fcc is not accepting applications even when they are um you know who knows if you're going to get one it's just an application that they 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 can often cost as much as in the lotteries as much as 75 thousand uh, dollars just to get the, the the application to build just really? the, the license to build what do they call a CP a construction permit 855-450 free is the toll free number we'll give you more though about this uh, pirate radio operator they've been operating for a year and a half now in Nashua without interference from the FCC which is pretty awesome more coming up here on free talk live we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin it's a decentralized free market digital currency You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, 
you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. So head over there and enjoy the bulletin board system. That is a way you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. Uh, it is essentially our listener forum. Plus, we'll post our show prep. The stuff that we use on the air will get posted in the show prep section there, the show notes, uh, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. You want to hit the streets and be safe when you're in your vehicle, or at least a measure safer, protect yourself with probably the most useful tool that you can plug into your cigarette lighter. Next to GPS. Yeah, I I wouldn't uh, make the claim as far as that goes, but there's certainly some instances where you're going to want to have the ultimate witness on your side. Um, You know, whether it's a traffic accident or some kind of run with law enforcement or whatever, where people's uh, memory of the situation does not correspond with yours. It'd be really nice to have an audio and visual. Uh, record of what happened inside and outside a camera going forward and backward in the car uh, audio microphone uh, gps speed everything that you'd need to have is uh, included with the gps black box dash cam i've got one in both of my vehicles and it makes me feel a lot better at the very least i know i'm i've got reality on my side uh, you can go to freedomcam.net, pick up one of these really great devices. Um, it's it's just insurance, and you know it's good to have insurance. You never know what's going to happen. Freedomcam.net, especially if you ever run in with a police officer who you know wants to you know treat you poorly. It's not like we don't read news stories about that all the time. Freedomcam.net. Yeah, it's a good investment. I would recommend it. I've got one as well. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. We're talking about pirate radio, and in this case. An unusual example of a pirate radio operator who's operating in the open, Uh, somebody who has a physical office, somebody who is actually being interviewed for a news article for a station that has been operating for over a year without FCC uh, infringement. And this particularly interesting considering the fact that he's operating in a fairly large city, at least for New Hampshire. Nashua, it's the second largest city in New Hampshire. It's the, uh, one of the closest to Boston. And Boston's where the regional uh, FCC office is located. It's amazing. So, so it's not like it would be a hard thing for the FCC agents to come up to, uh, to Nashua to you know, hunt this guy down. They don't even have to hunt him down. He's got an office location. Uh, and you know, it only took them eight months to come to Keene and uh, come after the pirate radio station that was operating here. Which, by the way, as I understand it, there's a new community radio station in uh, the Keene area. But that's an aside. Let's continue here with the piece from NashuaTelegraph.com. Uh, according to the story, the, the FCC issues licenses for anybody who wants to broadcast over the air and frequencies reserved for TV and radio, according to the author here, which of course is absolutely not true. It's hard as hell to get an FCC license. I was talking with somebody who's actually an applicant for an FCC license here in Keene, and he's actually an advertiser on the show at one time. And his explanation was that uh, he couldn't get it. And the reason why is the FCC has yet to determine to whom to give the license to because 
there were two different people, two different agencies, one the local uh, c- corporate media group, uh, the other one, or one of the corporate media groups, the other one, the individual and the, we're talking about, they both applied for the same frequency. Well, why would they do that? This is Keene, New Hampshire, town of 25,000. Surely there's more than one frequency available. If you look at the dial, there's plenty Wide of, open. Right. There's plenty of open space on the dial. So why did they both apply for the same frequency? Well, guess what? The FCC, in all its wisdom, has decided that Keene, New Hampshire should only have one available frequency. You cannot apply for any others. So therefore, both of the entities that were interested in broadcasting here had to apply for the same frequency. And as a result, the FCC has not made up its collective mind in the last approximately decade. Jeez. It's been something like eight years or something like that since this guy applied for this frequency. And they have yet to make a determination. So, please, don't try to tell me, Mr. Uh, Article journalist here at NashvilleTelegraph.com, David Brooks, that the FCC just hands out lights. Oh, we're just figuring out who's going to interfere with Anybody who wants to provide a service to the listeners of a given area just needs to apply for a license. It's ridiculous. It won't be a problem. So, like... You know, a lot of government agencies, they just want your money. In this case, the FCC, yeah, they, they'd like to have your money, but maybe not. You know, they'll just tell you when they can, uh, they'll tell you when they'll accept your money, which is once in a while when they open a window for application, because you can't just apply any old time you want to. And then when you actually do get to apply, maybe you won't get it because somebody else has applied for the same frequency because there aren't any others available in an area in which there's all kinds of open space on the dial. It's absolutely ludicrous. And, of course, it costs a bunch of money and you need to be a lawyer to do it. So let's go on, though. Scores of such licenses for specific frequencies and power levels have been issued in New Hampshire to groups ranging from public radio to pi- pirate, uh, excuse me, private Over what broadcast. period of time? Yeah, exactly. What, in the entire time the FCC has existed? Maybe it's an scores. accurate statement. I mean, certainly scores of licenses have been made available. Uh, so it says here they've been issued uh, to these various groups. And there are but- probably some that don't, aren't even using the licenses they've been issued. It's, for some reason, pretty easy for colleges to get them. But none have been issued for 87.9 megahertz, which is slightly below the low end of the F, uh, the FM broadcasting yeah, spectrum. Down in the non-com position. And therefore, apparently not a legal radio broadcast band. The FCC is looking into the situation, according to the Washington, D.C. office, but it doesn't comment about ongoing cases. Broadcasting without a license, some ki- sometimes called pirate radio, can lead to fines and confiscation of equipment, although action against pirate radio stations are rare, judging from new re- news reports. Well, that's because pirate stations themselves are rare cases such as the beat which uh, in which the station makes no effort to hide are even rarer yeah that's definitely a rare situation the beat has a professional website and is the prominent sponsor of the who's got talent showcase at the radisson hotel in nashua on saturday wow uh so this was written this past weekend so it's a fresh uh, fresh piece but if it wasn't ridiculous enough, here's what Jerry DeGregio, who's a general manager of a local communications company, which actually operates one of our stations, uh, WSMN in Nashua. They carry Free Talk Live on Saturday nights. He says, the big deal is we're, play- we're playing by the rules and someone else isn't. Well, it's tough, man. I mean, that's that's the position that most people are going to take. Look, you know, I'm following the rule. Why aren't you following the rules? Um, you know, I mean, that's that's it's, the position most people are going to take. It's the slave on slave violence position, and it's sad when people do that. Nobody I, wants competition. I remember once I was in Spanish class, and for, I think it, in Florida it's not illegal. You can you don't have to wear a helmet, but you have to buckle your seatbelt. And a the helmet law had come up again, and my Spanish teacher was in infuriated because she has to wear her seatbelt 
why don't you have to wear a helmet? And that was sort of her position. I think, mm. Chris, we had just started listening to Free Talk Live and Chris Luther, whoever he is. Your brother. Yes, we were in Spanish class together and he, he the Spanish teacher was particularly fond of him because they had gone to Spain together and he looked at her, you know, and he s- tried to explain why the like two wrongs don't make a right. You know, it's yeah. the cycle of abuse. And, and uh, she was like, huh, that's very interesting. Right. I support people doing things that don't harm others. I don't want to see people have to jump through extra hoops unnecessarily. And I think it's sad that people who have been abused and this station manager is he's just been abused. I mean, look, it's sad that you have accepted the abuse, but you should be encouraging other people to avoid the abuse. Gosh, you know what the abuse is like. It's terrible. But it's really all about protecting the existing businesses from competition. These existing stations have the licenses, and they know that that's supposed to exclude other people from getting on the broadcast band and competing with them. And when other people get on the band without asking permission, they get upset about it. Uh, eight, that's what this is really all about. It's about protectionism. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Those features on the site include our mobile site. You can go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams, as well as the software that you'll need to tune in on any smartphone operating system. That's m.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking to get some gold and silver, great place to do it is gold.freetalklive.com. It allows you to do some comparison shopping you get the prices right there on the website for the gold and silver coins that you can uh, you know comparison shop with other places also we believe it's going to be some of the best rates you're going to be able to find on the internet but you know you may find different and i don't have a problem with that if you do buy from gold.freetalklive.com not only you're getting some uh, you know the gold and silver you want shipped to you fast from Midas Resources, but you're helping Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a pirate radio station that has been operating openly for uh, quite a long time, well over a year, maybe a year and a half at this point, uh, in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's 879thebeat.com is their website, and they actually are on 87.9 megahertz, actually broadcasting from a location on Main Street in Nashua. Wow. I mean, these guys are maybe the most epic pirate radio operation I've ever heard of, uh, and I'm a bit of a fan of uh, pirate radio. Oh, it doesn't show. And if you go to 879thebeat.com, they've got a sweet website. I mean, it looks better than the average radio station website. And you see a lot of radio websites in in a given day. Right. I call radio stations during the day, and I'm frequently on uh, radio sites. These guys, they've got a decent-looking site. In fact, they were talking about in the article here at nashuatelegraph.com, they were talking about how this radio station, this pirate station, has created a charity event. 
And they actually advertise it on the right-hand side of their website, the Who's Got Talent event. Uh, they're, they've got sponsors. I mean, they've, <laughs> they've got local businesses on board that have sponsored this charity event. So these people are hitting the streets. If they're, <laughs> he's got a sales crew or something. It, you know, if they act legit, then you are legit, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so according to the piece here, they interview a general manager for a local communications company, Absolute Broadcasting of Nashua, which owns AM talk radio stations in town, uh, including one of our affiliates, WSMN. And uh, he, of course, makes the slave-on-slave excuse of, well, we're playing by the rules and someone else isn't. But then he goes on to say that he claims the beat signal, which is on FM, sometimes interferes with his station signal. Does that make any sense? Not at all. Now, look, I'm not a radio engineer or anything like that, but can someone explain to me how it is that a signal that's broadcast on 87.9 FM, that's 87 megahertz, as in million hertz, could somehow interfere with a station that is broadcast on kilohertz, as in thousand hertz i suppose the amount of rf coming out of it i, I remember when i would uh, when we were out on uh, uh, city island i would come out and maybe if i'm listening to another am station mm-hmm. then um, that being that close to that am uh, signal would just run everything out you'd uh, hear an fm station on top of an am signal no the fm i, I never had any problem picking up the fm that's uh, the claim here is I know. that wait no were you saying that an fm station because the what you're talking about is where we used to work. It's the in, opposite scenario. In Sarasota. Here, yes. You're saying you heard an AM station on an No, FM I didn't st- hear anything. I, what I would hear is basically the, the – the, we, were, we were, had our studio right on top of the copper field essentially for this AM signal. You're saying you and, heard an AM signal over another AM signal. It would just wash out the AM signal. Of course. I mean that's – right. That's RF field and yeah, that makes sense, right? If you're near a transmitter, it's going to wash out the uh, the other stations on the dial if you're right next to 1,000 watts of, uh, of AM. Yes, that makes sense. Same thing with FM. If you're close to an FM transmitter, you're not going to be able to pick up other FM stations that are in – you know, the, if you're in the immediate vicinity of that uh, transmitter. But to, to say that an FM signal is going to interfere with an AM station, ridiculous. It may have been something he was told by his engineer or something like that and he's just I, repeating what he heard. I don't know. But like – like I said, I, I'm not an engineer, but if you are, and you can explain that one, I'd love to hear about it. Comment on the Facebook page or call us up, uh, 855-450-FREE. So he goes on to say that uh, he also pointed out that the beat, which has no call letters because it has no FCC license, doesn't pay fees to music publishing groups such as ASCAP and BMI. He now says, that's an interesting point. Yep, he says we have to pay the fees and we don't even play any music. Now, that's true. Uh, I think uh, you know most radio stations do have to pay the ASCAP BMI fees. One of our stations tells him to go pound sand when they call him. Really? Yeah, he's a talk station. He's like, I don't play your music. Why the hell should I pay your fees? Well, most uh, talk shows will pay money. Will play music uh, coming in and going out. I mean, Free Talk Live does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but basically, he's been <laughs> blowing them off. Yeah, right, for, saying no for a couple of years. And what are you going to do? You know, what, what are, are they going to do? He's running a relatively small AM station in North Carolina. and uh, Come get me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, I've got trouble co- collecting from my clients. The hell you think I'm going to pay you for? I don't even use your music. So this is uh, according to uh, this here. The, the, now, this is according to the station owner of the pirate station, uh, Mr. Anthem. He says the beat doesn't, play, uh, doesn't pay a music publishing fee because it doesn't play contemporary hits in heavy rotation. The beat broadcasts out of Heavy offices. Rotation. Uh, the beat broadcasts out of offices 
on Main Street, they even give the address here, using an antenna located elsewhere in the city, which is an interesting uh, approach because normally when the FCC does a raid on a pirate broadcaster, they're raiding where the antenna is because that's that's where they're broadcasting from. Right. They want to find the location. The way they find the broadcaster is by searching for the, you know, they do a signal finder. Basically, they drive some trucks around with antennas on them and they triangulate the signal essentially. And uh, although I think they can do it with with only one truck now or something like that, they they, they refine the process. Special triangulating truck. <laughs> I really don't know about that uh, side of things, but they zero in on the transmission itself. And frequently with a pirate radio operator, you're not dealing with a complicated setup. Uh, you're just dealing with somebody at their house with a transmitter and the you know the CD players or whatever it is they're using to the computer sure. right there on the same spot. So if they actually go to the transmitter site, they might be able to get the transmitter and the antenna. But is it legal for the FCC to raid the offices that are off-site of the transmitter? I would think not. I would think not as well. Especially if there isn't a hard wire running from one to the other. Like if, for instance, it was like probably what they call a signal to transmitter link in the business. A Marty shot. Or um, if it was done through even, uh, you know, free free to air um, radio like uh, Free Talk Live, through free to air satellite like Free Talk Live is. So he says that uh, the uh, this again uh, DJ Antoine is what his on air name is. The station owner says he didn't know exactly how much power his station uses, which I I don't believe that's true. He says we don't really have that type of equipment to measure it. Usually, you know exactly what your power is because the type of equipment you're, says <laughs> you're purchasing a transmitter at a certain wattage. Maybe he didn't set it up. I suppose that's a possibility. Uh, but he suspected it was above the 100 watt maximum of so called low power FM stations, which have fewer licenses requirements than commercial stations right but they still have licensing requirements right and you still can't get one (laughs) yeah still impossible to get even low power stations require an fcc license the beat started as a hip-hop station but has expanded its repertoire over the years or the last year rather to include latin house music and more mainstream popular styles he said he said that by playing music popular with younger audiences and participating in local events the station was serving a need he says we're not up just to be up we are doing something with the community and you know what? It's true. The Who's Got Talent showcase happened Saturday uh, from 3 to 7, and the station said 25% of the ticket sales would be donated to the Atlantic Regional Firefighters Burn Foundation. Last year, he's done this twice. He's held this charity event. This is the second year now. Yep. Last year, it drew an estimated 1,200 people to the park. Wow. Where it was held. Wow. That's a big deal. Yeah. Congratulations to this guy, man. That's... uh. This is a ballsy operation from top to bottom. Agreed. <laughs> well, it's sad because I, I can't help but feel that they're eventually going to come take him out. Especially with this kind of news coverage. I mean, essentially, it's rubbing the FCC's nose in it. Right, and, they're uh, giving him. They're saying, hey, you guys haven't done anything about this station for a year and a half. Uh, and so odds are good they're going to come in. But, but what if they can only raid the transmitter site? What if this guy is safe in his uh, operation for Main Street, and then he just pops up another transmitter site somewhere else in the city. Usually they don't raid unless they've sent a sent a letter first. That's true. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. A little bit more about drugs in New Zealand. Julia's going to share a story about these legal so-called legal highs. It's Free Talk Live. 
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, Don't forget, you can also join us on the phones here, 855-450-FREE. Plus, we are tweeting and Facebooking more often now than ever before. Uh, We're actually doing it during the show so if you haven't checked that out recently uh definitely you can sign up for it over at news.freetalklive.com it's uh gonna i think i hope it will add a new dimension to the show uh friday mark i was uh here with ali and uh, was doing a number of tweets and facebooks and actually had some listener uh, response and shared mm-hmm. some of that on the There's air t- so, some going on right now so we're going to uh, be doing more of that over time you're certainly welcome to interact with us that way although the best way is obviously on the phones at 855-450-FREE so we were talking about this uh, heroic pirate radio operator, 879thebeat.com is their website. Uh, they've got a, a great-looking site. Uh, they actually appear to have an on-air staff. They are interacting with the community. They, In the they, way that radio used to interact with communities. Right. Yeah. The pirate radio operator is building a community of listeners. They're doing charity a charity event that has happened already in a previous year. They've been operating for something like 18 months without an FCC raid. And uh, I hope it encourages other people. I hope that other people see this and and seize the airwaves. Well, you I know mean, what, the, is... what the what the FCC should do is it, it, hand out these uh, you know licenses. Why are they so stingy with the them? Why with do they, why do they not want people to be serviced? I mean, if if what their if if their stated goals are what their stated goals are. Why don't they want people to be serviced in this area? I mean, the fact is... The, They're the, just protecting the, the clear channels of the world. In the New others. York City, sure, there's no more right room on the dial. But out here in Keene, New Hampshire, and Nashua, and, you know, I mean, Nashua is actually part of the Boston uh, metro. Montana? So, right. There, Wyoming. There are places in the United States where you can hit the seek button and find nothing. Why is the FCC not allowing those people licenses? They're bureaucrats. First of all, that's uh, right. What, point number one is because they're they're protecting the existing uh, you know market from competition, protecting the existing station owners from uh, people competing with them. But number two, they're bureaucrats. They don't care. I mean, they're getting funded whether or not they hand out licenses. So the hell's it matter to them whether they do A, B, or C? They're just doing their thing and they'll do whatever they want to and they'll take their sweet time about it too. You know, uh, when a station, when a you know a license station, they could be fined by the FCC for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I wouldn't want a license. Yeah, it, uh, they've got you know the situation where they're supposed to be keeping the the you know these uh, public records, uh, the public file is what it's called, and if their public file isn't up to date, wham. They get slammed, um, and the if, fines aren't little. If if the you know the, the gates left open on the uh, the tower, bam, the t- the fence goes down, bam. You know whatever reason they want to come get them, they come get them. If they come in and you know the stations run can run completely automatically. I've worked at stations where there's nobody there, and 
you know, if, if they walk in for whatever reason to check in on the station and nobody's there, you know, you've gone out, the, the, the operator's gone out for a cup of coffee, bam, you get a big old fine. Mm-hmm. None of these yeah. fines are less than, uh, you know, right. several thousand dollars. Right. I mean, by getting a license, you are consenting to having the FCC come in and come have total smack control. you around every time over, they feel like it. Right, over, uh, over your operation. And don't forget that a licensed station has to have an EAS uh, deck, the emergency alert system, yeah. which now there's a federal uh, rule that has specified the federal government may take over the airwaves of every single licensed broadcaster at the same time. So if you've got an FCC license, you're required to have that sucker plugged in at all times. And anytime they want to, they just come in with those damn tones and then whatever uh, whatever propaganda Barack message, Obama starts giving a speech. It hasn't really happened yet, but they did test that system a few months ago. Several months ago, they ran a test on that system. It mostly worked. It failed in some areas. In some areas of the country, it, it wasn't successful. But that's what they're doing. They're working on a system that will allow them to completely take over all broadcast media, including satellite, including cable including uh, television over the air, including... And who knows what the next dictator is willing to use these, this yeah. nationwide system for. You know, I mean, getting on there and giving, you know, our... You know, what is Castro was known for, like, eight-hour speeches and stuff like that? Oh, my God. I'm proud to say, ich bin ein Berlin. I mean, do they just keep on, you know, talking and talking? I don't think I don't Castro speaks German. No, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was my... I don't know. One of those Nazi propagandist uh, imitation. All right. So, uh, so anyway, you can go. You can actually learn more about uh, broadcasting without FCC permission over at LRN.FM. Just click the broadcast button up at the top of the page. Again, that's LRN.FM. But Julia, you wanted to share something uh, more international news about uh, New Zealand. What's going on over there? Okay. So, I'm I'm intrigued by this article just because it's very strange. Uh, it's it's entitled "Revolutionary Legal High Law Means State Regulated Drug Market." And so when I think of drugs being regulated, I I almost think of them as illegal. But I believe where the article is getting at is that it, they've they've served they're putting this law into place that makes it so that uh, these fake drugs can be sold safely is what they're implying. Are we talking about bath salts here? Yes. Uh, well, it actually is more talking. Well, the picture is of the fake weed. Mm. I, I don't even know what it is. Cro- chronic with K2. a K okay. is what do they call it? Um, so it's out of New Zealand. Chronic-style drugs are expected back on the shelves under the new legal high law being crafted by Associate Health Minister Pete Dunn. Experts say the law will create one of the world's first open and regulated recreational drug markets with synthetic cannabis making a return. Wow. This has just been outlawed, by the way, in the United States. Right. But I think it's strange because they're talking about having a regulated recreational drug market with stupid, like, fake drugs. Why not just make them all... That would be nice, but I have to say that some people have said these uh, fake drugs that you're talking about are pretty intense. Uh, I know that uh, Pete Nademo from CopBlock.org tried some of the synthetic cannabis uh, one time and were so affected by it they could not get out of their uh, their seats Ugh. for several. Yeah, that minutes. sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, the first legal highs would be offered for sale in 2014, uh, based on estimates and papers released by health officials. The new regime announced by Mr. Dunn last week aims No one, of to- course, will get high until then. Right. Yes. <laughs> New Zealand. Up until then, screw you. Uh, aims to end the uncontrolled legal high industry, which is estimated to have made $250 million in 10 years. The unregulated market has seen drugs sold legally with effects mimicking illegal substances such as pee, Cannabis and ecstasy. I don't know what P is. I don't either. Uh, in the law, Mr. Dunn aims to have ready by August of next year 
Uh, that's so funny that it takes that long to put together a law, yeah. right? Well, you we have to get the lawyers involved, you know. Uh, legal high manufacturers will have to pay to their have their substance proved low risk. His office acknowledged that it would create a legal mm. drug market. That is the absolute intention behind this regime. So they have to jump through some hoops. Right, exactly. Um, the problem in the past is that we had a totally unregulated market with who knows what substance substances in these products. Agreed. I am quite unapologetic about leading about leading changes that will make things safer for young New Zealanders. Papers released by Mr. Dunn's office show health officials estimate 10 applications would be made to have substances classified within the first year. Each application would cost up to $2 million and would include animal testing and human trials to ensure that the drugs are low risk. I've got to say, I I really appreciate the... uh, the, the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the deep amount of generosity that comes from these bureaucrats down in uh, New Zealand. They could have I charged mean, $20 million. <laughs> Right. They could just charge whatever they want. <laughs> Screw you. We'll charge well, what took, we want. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, they looked at the uh, the amount of money the industry made, and they said, hmm, That's fair. Well, we can charge X. Yep. Well, it, it says here there will only be, there may only be one or two approvals in the first year or two. <laughs> so- what I don't understand is, wouldn't the Dizzy black market speed. of this just continue? Of course. Like, what they're trying to fight by doing it this way, you're not really stopping anything. So <laughs> that's why I thought the article was so strange. It's just like the FCC situation. I mean, they're, you know, they're creating the FCC of legal drugs mm. in, uh, in New Zealand, where they are going to get a certain companies that can afford to pay the $2 million uh, fee to jump through their legal hoops, give them some sort of stamp of approval, and then protect them from anybody else that wants to come to market. Because I bet you... That let's say, uh, Mark, you were one of these companies that was manufacturing, say, uh, the legal cannabis or the the uh, synthetic cannabis. J- I'm playing by the rules. I don't see why you can't. JWH012, because there's these you know chemical combinations, yep. and and so JWH012, and I come to the market. You're calling it, you know, Mark's legal high, and I come to the market and I want to sell Ian's legal high, and it's, it's cl- also it's JWH. clearly clearly dangerous. It's also JWH012, the exact same chemical uh, combination. I don't care. How much do you want to bet I'll have to pay the $2 million to get my brand version of the same chemical approved? I'll bet. Yeah. It's not about likely – it's not likely going to be about approving one chemical configuration and then any company can sell it. It's well, going I have to a be- deal for you though, um, Ian Freeman, is all we have to do is you can just go ahead and sell mine at a little you know, a little markup. Um, you know, we can sell it under some kind of other uh, name brand as long as I'm manufacturing. It's, it, you know, the, my license is good. Yeah. <laughs> You'll make a fine understudy. Where was the source of that? New Zealand's uh, some New Zealand uh, paper. Yeah, some New Zealand paper. Uh, news, New NZ Herald. NZ Herald, very good. Well, it's been Ian here with you, and Julia, and Mark. Don't forget, you can join us uh, tomorrow online as well over at freetalklive.com. dot